Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in, check us out over there on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there during the show. Maybe you're a little shy, you don't want to call in, throw up, but we have a show chat going up there on the Facebook page. And tonight during Monday Night Raw, as we do each and every Monday night, is we'll have a Raw discussion going on on the Facebook page. So get over there, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Like it. And then jump on board with the chat. You can check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle, at The Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there. Follow us on the old Twitter there. And our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Blogs, bios, the whole nine. You want to go over there and check that out. And the easiest way, if you want to get in touch with us, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call to get your voice heard tonight on the best in pro wrestling talk if you happen to be like more of an entertainment person check us out this wednesday tkrs presents pop life we'll be back giving you all the best in pop life conversations pop culture everything we're going to be talking about the best best movies music tv shows etc etc so check us out at the same place kenreadyshow.com wednesday night at 10.30, Pop Life will be back. But right now, it is all about the wrestling. Got a lot of talk to you about tonight. We've been away for two weeks. Got to play some catch-up. As always, got my tag team partner on the line. Dave, how you doing this fine evening? I'm doing exceptionally well tonight. I have, some, like you said, catch-up. I got some catching up to do. And for those of you listening... Don't hang up the phone. Don't turn your computers off. You're going to want to hear what I've got to say in my Day 5 news report in regards to a certain Internet darling in the world of professional wrestling. So you tune in at the top of the hour because I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to, let's just say I'm going to drop a little pipe bomb. Wow, that's what we call, that's what we call in the biz a tease. So you've got to hang on for the top of the hour for the Day 5 news report. You know, Dave, it's interesting – it's as, although the, the season's not officially over, uh, the unofficial end 
uh, to the summer came last week, Labor Day weekend, and that's why we took the day off. Figured it's Labor Day weekend, so I got to ask you, how was your summer? How was your Labor Day weekend? How are things with you on your week off? Um, my summer overall, in general, um, was was very busy. I didn't ha- get too much leisure time. Um, I had a little bit, you know, in the SummerSlam weekend when I went to New Hampshire. Um, I'm a beach bum, so I like to spend a lot of time at the beach. I didn't really get the opportunity to do that this year. Um, fortunately, uh, you know, personally, I got in a little bit of a car accident uh, beginning of the summer, and stuff from that, stemming from that, took away from time to enjoy a social life for, you know, my girlfriend and myself. So summer was okay. It was busy. wasn't bad. wasn't great either. Uh, Labor Day weekend was was, was okay. I went to uh, my girlfriend's mother's house, had a little bit of a barbecue on Labor Day, for the most part, um, you know, we just enjoyed the weekend and kind of, you know, played it by ear. We wanted to go to the beach, but it wasn't warm enough, at least in our opinion, to go to the beach. So we would, uh, I was looking to add some more tan to my to, to my ripped body that, you know, I would like to have someday. <laughs> I was trying to tan my fat, if you will. So, uh, unfortunately, didn't do that. But uh, overall, it was just a good weekend, and, uh, you know, uh, I'll – I can't wait for summer again next year. I'm a, I'm a summer guy. I'm, I don't like the cold. I, I am the same way. I'm, I'm sad to see summer go. And you're right, man. You know, the old saying, if you can't tone it, tan it. And I, I like getting in the sun and getting a little bit of color, you know, makes makes the, the pudginess look not so bad. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been nice. You know, again, sad to see summer go. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. The one thing, and I did a, a, a good job this summer, you know, I, I really like the summer movie season. And, uh, you know, I caught a, a bunch of the big blockbusters. And interestingly enough, and again, uh, a, a business, radio business staple. This is what we call a segue. Um, but over the, the week off, I got to finally catch Guardians of the Galaxy starring former WWE superstar Batista. And I got to tell you, man, it was really, really a kick-ass movie. I enjoyed it start to finish. A lot of action, ton of comedy. Um, right now, it has become the biggest movie of the year. So kudos for Batista to get himself into not only the biggest movie of the year, but he's gotten himself into the Marvel Universe, which is a nice place to be. Uh, there's confirmed that there will be a Guardian sequel. And I gotta be honest, as much as look, nobody's gonna confuse Drax, and as the character Batista played, no one's gonna ever confuse Drax with Macbeth. However, I thought Batista did a, a very admirable job with the character. I don't think you you necessarily watch that movie thinking, oh look, there's a here's a wrestler in a movie. I thought he's you know, he's he he came off like a, a big jacked action movie actor like i i thought he played the part really well um i'm curious to see what this will mean for him going forward but you know i i don't know and i'd have to really go back and look and see but this is the guardians of the galaxy right now is the biggest movie of the year i don't know if any other wrestler has been able to put themselves in the biggest movie of the year so kudos to him and you know you gotta wonder i mean the movie schedule is a lot easier, not only on the body, but just everything. A little bit easier and pays a little bit better than, than the wrestling lifestyle. Dave, you've got to wonder at this point what this means for Batista's future in the WWE. 
Well, this is a very similar pattern that The Rock took. Um, the, the, the Rock had garnered success from uh, being in uh, the, the Mummy, and then that went on to The Scorpion King. Um, and then it just, it just blo- his career blossomed from there um, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, the stories that have been making the rounds lately that I've been hearing is that um, there's a good chance Batista might not come back. Um, he signed a, a two-year deal with WWE uh, last year, from what I understand, and uh, the, a lot of people are saying that with the success of this movie um, and the, the potential blockbuster roles that Batista could get. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, a, a leading man in, in Hollywood and star in, you know, a, a variety of different kinds of movies, but I think Batista will have a solid supporting role um, in, 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 he'll be typecast in an action in, in plenty of action films and in franchises too. Um, you know, like you said, with, with the with the success of Guardians, there's a sequel that's attached to the Avengers franchise from Marvel. Of course, that's all under the big umbrella known as Disney. So there are a lot of different avenues Batista's movie and acting career could go from all this. And a lot of studios, how they were very hesitant. With The Rock, not wanting him to go back to wrestling to potentially get hurt and, and, and hurt his movie career and the, and the potential movie deals he, he would have, he stepped away for that reason. And uh, there's a great chance that that could take place with Batista as well. On top of that, Batista was recently on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho, and Batista had expressed some frustration about how unhappy he was with his most recent run in WWE. Um, the, from the, the incident with the Royal Rumble, with the, with the, with the audience, and how the audience kind of turned on him, and how he knew that they were going to turn on him. As a matter of fact, Batista had suggested that he return to WWE as a heel. And management said, no way, that's not going to happen. The people, you know, they miss you, they want you back. And Batista said, okay, that'll last for about 30 seconds. And lo and behold, we saw it, we witnessed it. They, they didn't take a liking to him, but he did really well in the new role as a heel. Um, and then Batista mentioned another story where um, they, they set up Daniel Bryan perfectly in, in, in terms of getting him over and the buildup towards WrestleMania and then the big payoff, and he finally wins. And then the next night, you know, they look at Daniel Bryan and they, they basically had forced him to go out there and cut a promo and no-sell all the damage that Batista and Randy Orton and those characters did to him the previous night in the triple threat match. And Batista thought that was just kind of like a slap in the face to like his character and the way that they had portrayed, you know, him and Randy Orton, no disrespect to Daniel Bryan, he had said, but he just felt that it was, it was, it was poorly done that, that aspect of it, that they didn't sell the fact that he went through hell and he went through a beating just to get the championship. At one point in the match, you know, we even talked about it, how, Daniel Bryan became like Super Cena where he was on the stretcher and then he, you know, fought the doctors off to get back in the ring to win the title. And Batista said that WWE creative and management kind of ignored that the following night on Raw in the follow-up and it just didn't, it didn't sit well with him. And other, th- other issues too that he didn't really um, go into great detail of, but he said a lot of promises that, were, that uh, weren't made to him um, that he was pretty disappointed about. Um, so that could be another factor as to uh, the possibility of why he can't or won't return, which 
to me, I could see that happening. Like I said, it's the same pattern that the, that the Rock had gone through. But here's the question for me personally, and you know, maybe some of our listeners can can express their thoughts too. With what does this do now for other wrestlers who want and desire the kind of schedule that Batista has had and the kind of schedule that, you know, Brock Lesnar has. And we'll touch upon that later on. And the kind of schedule that The Rock has created when he's come back to wrestling. I mean, if you think about it, the, the part-time schedule for a professional wrestler seems to be the norm. And I'm not saying it's for every wrestler. Zack Ryder is not exactly garnering a lot of, a, a lot of attention in the world of WWE for him to deserve a part-time schedule. But guys who are stars, guys who are names, uh, are we going to see this moving forward that, you know, let's say for just for argument's sake that Daniel Bryan gets hot in the next three or four years again, and then in four years he wants to scale it down. Are we going to see Daniel Bryan on a part-time schedule? Or, you know, John Cena's even been talked about. Is his body starting to really put some wear and tear on, and unfortunately he may turn to the movies and, 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 and get some – and get some solid roles in film, which could lead to a part-time schedule or no schedule at all with WWE. So it just begs the question is, if, if this trend seems to be the new thing in professional wrestling with, with certain talent, that they garner success outside of the business, and the business has basically just become a stepping stone for them for bigger and better things. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an excellent question to see you know, how this could perhaps – shape the future of the business because it, it's a double-edged sword i think for the hardcore wrestling fan you know too many part-timers hurts the product um at the same time you know do you get those fringe fans involved you know how many people perhaps and i'm not going to speculate numbers but how many people you know maybe went and saw guardians of the galaxy and thought hey you know i'm gonna i'm gonna check out the wwe again or for the first time. You know, that guy was a wrestler. I kind of like Drax. Why don't I check it out? Um, but, I, like, for me as a fan, if, I, if, I, if I'm being biased towards what I want to see, I, I think you run the risk of, you know, a slippery slope where you have too many guys uh, having part-time schedules, and I think it would hurt the product. For me as a fan. Now, if, as, for me, if I happen to stumble across a couple of billion dollars and I get to buy the WWE. Um, yeah, names sell products, you know, and, and if I'm looking to sell a WrestleMania and I can keep, uh, like you said, a Daniel Bryan's hot and, and, you know, he wants a part-time schedule and maybe Cena's part-time and whoever else. I mean, can I sell WrestleMania to the general public, letting a John Cena uh, have a part-time schedule and bring him back for, you know, I mean, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? I get why you would use names part-time. As much as I don't necessarily want to see it, I get it why you would still bring The Rock back. It, he's a name. He's a name that sells. There will be people that will go to WrestleMania purely to see The Rock if The Rock's on the card. So I get it. Um, on the flip side, has WrestleMania become big enough where it's just a kind of an entity unto itself, and maybe you don't need these names. Uh, you know, th- those, are, those are decisions for, like, people that are much more qualified than us. Um, but it is, it is interesting to start to look at, you know, even right now, I mean, with a Batista and what he's done and, 
you know, wrestling fans, like sometimes you gotta you gotta kind of reconcile what you like and want to see as a fan, as opposed to not to coin the phrase, but what's best for business. Um, as much as yes, WrestleMania at the time, uh, it was a you know it was a great night. It was a great uh, moment. Daniel Bryant winning the belt, and 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 you know it worked. I get it. The storyline worked. It made sense for him. However, as a businessman, could I sit here and think, hey, you know, Batista making his rounds, pushing Guardians of the Galaxy, if he was making his rounds as the WWE champion, does that kind of help our product and maybe put more eyeballs on the product? Perhaps. So I, 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 I can see it from both sides. Um I don't know. I'm curious, like, what you think, Dave? Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see too many guys have part-time schedules. Uh, for certain guys, it works. Um, you know, Batista also, he's a little bit older. He's older than The Rock. Um, kind of got his start in the business a little late in life. Um, you know, and again, I thought he was great in the movie. I was never the biggest Batista fan. Um, I thought I do think that fans kind of, you know, were a little bit cruel on him and, and just kind of biased that, like, if it's not Daniel Bryan, they were going to shit on whoever it happens to be. I, I thought he got I, – I would agree with Batista. I think he kind of got some unfair treatment. Um, but to me, if you get too many guys, it starts to hurt the product because, to me, it's like you're bringing these part-time guys in who are the names, and in a weird way, it's almost a slap in the face to the guys who are there uh, week in and week out. I'm curious, what do you think, Dave? You know, it's it's tough to to really uh, you know try and navigate the 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 opinion, you know, the, the feelings of, of other talent and 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 how you know how business should go because I am not an expert, you know. So like 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 you said, you know, if The Rock is you know a, a name and people will attract to him and he's a part of wrestling, it helps sell it. I can see why they do it. I can see why they do certain things. Um, I think it's been the new fad in the past few years of guys who have garnered huge success in WWE to then leave WWE and garner success in the company or in, in another avenue of entertainment to come back and to work a limited part-time schedule and then the company makes big numbers. I, I, I see what why they've done it, and I don't think there's necessarily – anything wrong with it. It's certain positions that you put these guys in that I think that upset the audience and the fans. I've always been the notion of, yeah, if, it, if it's going to attract more viewers and it makes sense, bring them on board. I'm all for it. Um, but it depends on the position that they are in, per se. And um, I think in some cases, yeah, I think, they, I think they dropped the ball on the Batista thing. But at the same time, it, it worked because it worked in the storyline with Daniel Bryan. It was just kind of, it organically just happened and made for a better story. And even though they might not have planned it that way, it, it worked out. Um, I think one thing that wrestling and WWE needs to do is I think they need to, let me just put it to you this way. When we watched, there was more than just like two or three guys that were, you know, top names in wrestling. Like, you know, you look at the rock and wrestling era, you look at the attitude era, you know, just about anybody, well, I wouldn't say just about anybody, but you could count on two hands, even more than that, of, top, of guys who were, were perceived as top talent and, and names that drew 
and you could have put them anywhere on the card, and 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 it would draw, and it worked. And that was what good talent development was back in the day, back in those particular eras. Nowadays, if somebody gets hurt, they run to John Cena. You know, or if John Cena gets hurt, they get in a panic mode, and then they'll bring somebody back. Or somebody like Daniel Bryan got hurt, they brought Jericho back. You know, which worked, but it's like, why don't you try and develop the talent from within that you have? You know, there are a lot of guys on that roster that I think are that can be stars and can be main event talent, but for whatever reason, they don't pull the trigger on some of them. I think Dolph Ziggler's gotten a raw deal at times. I think Cody Rhodes in this stardust gimmick is ridiculous. And I think that they should have they should have never done that. I think he's destined for main event status. I think there are plenty of guys on that roster that can do well for themselves and, and be relied on as main event talent. For whatever reason, sometimes they tend to go outside the company to pass talent. And I know it's a short-term fix, but I think sometimes they've got to think long-term. And I think they're starting to think that way in certain ways with guys like Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt and you know, the, the other members of the Shield, you know, the former members of the Shield, but I just don't think that particularly it's, that this should be going on much longer in terms of getting talent, you know, from outside the company to, to garner attention from mainstream media and just overall it entrench them in their product. And, and that's just it, you know, I mean, you do, as, as the product evolves and as the WWE evolves, and, and they really are, I mean, they've become, you know, they've, they've become an entertainment company that features wrestling. Um, you know, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's tough to even call them a, a wrestling promotion. I mean, they really are an entertainment company uh, where their, their, their feature is, is pro wrestling, and uh you know, that, that's what they've become. I mean, they've become a, a name-driven uh, kind of company. And you're right. It's like they get in panic mode. If, if John Cena gets hurt, uh, we need to bring someone back. It's all, it's all about that name recognition. And, again, it's like you're saying, you want to build from within. But when it comes to entertainment, you know, name recognition is name recognition. I mean, that theoretically will bring eyeballs uh to the TV set. And that's, that's what they're looking to do. Now, whether it's, you know, they've done it for the, the past few years. They've done it with uh, celebrities. Uh, they had celebrity hosts of Raw, as well as doing it with wrestlers that have had former glory to bring them back to, to potentially bring more eyeballs to, to the television set. And no shortage that, you know, it continues. It's a trend. You know, at least they got away from the every week having a host uh, for Monday Night Raw, and I was not a big fan of it, and I didn't think it worked most of the times. But they still drag in celebrities every now and again to give you that recognition. And tonight on Monday Night Raw, no exception to the rule. They bring on, I don't know if you're going to call him an A-lister, but uh, a name that everybody knows, Jerry Springer, to be on Monday Night Raw tonight uh, to try and make heads or tails out of the Bella situation and oh wow that was not entertaining last week the bella situation <laughs> was not pleased with monday night raw last week um and i gotta be honest uh the idea of jerry springer being on tonight does not excite me uh, as a wrestling fan but again i think the wwe continues to run things in a way that for us hardcore fans we're going to be there every week if they can throw a name on the on the show to bring a couple of extra viewers on, 
That's what they're going to do. We're gonna, if I watch Raw tonight and I hate it, I'll be complaining about it tomorrow. But I'll still watch Raw next week. Um, that's where they get out of the hardcore fans. The same thing with Dave. You're going to watch it next week, regardless of how good or bad tonight is. Um, so they're really trying to bring in um, those other fans, those fringe fans, those, those guys that might be curious about pro wrestling. Um, maybe it'll be interesting tonight. I don't know. Uh, what I saw last week with the with the Bellas, I mean, there's been some intriguing moments with the Bellas, um, but last week to me, even though those little segments, uh, I've never told anyone this before, didn't didn't work for me. Um, I don't know, and, and it's funny, man, because you know we, we were talking before the show. I've been trying to, and I finally got to a point where a local bar at the Pepper Mill in Congress, New York, and I'll be there tonight. Although it's the start of Monday Night Football, so Raw will be on, but we won't get sound this week. But in the offseason, I'm trying to get a Raw night uh, where we can watch Raw Monday nights, get a crowd there, you know, to kind of enhance things when it's not football season. And, you know, we, we've, we've had some people coming down. We've had, you know, it, it's been good the past few weeks bringing some people down to watch Monday Night Raw. And, man, just couldn't defend the show last week. It was really tough, man, because I... Bring people on board, and people have been entertained. We had a packed house for the Hogan birthday last week. People were sitting at the bar, like they're just like, "What the f is this? What is?" It? And I was like, "It's it's a bad night." Like it was like, really, it's it's better most Mondays. Just, just tonight's not great. Um, but it, it it was tough defending Raw last week. It was really tough defending those those Bella segments. And uh, I I don't know about you, Dave. Did you get excited when you heard Jerry Springer was going to be on tonight? Nope. <laughs> nope, I did not. I mean, do you hear the excitement in my voice now as I talk about it? Nope. Like, I, I said it from the beginning. If this was going to be one of those, you know, sibling storylines where they, they, they talk about their past and, you know, you threw sand in my eyes and you stole my boyfriend and, you know, all the, 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 the stupid stuff that most wrestling fans could give a shit about, then it wasn't going to work. And I still think that's the case. And the only thing that I enjoyed from these two, and it, wasn't, it didn't happen last week because there was nothing I enjoyed from them, was the beatdown two weeks ago that Nikki Bella gave her sister in the middle of the ring and then when she slapped Jerry Lawler. That was the only thing I enjoyed. Everything else verbally and all the stuff that was coming out in those stupid segments last week was garbage. The whole Springer thing is going to be garbage tonight. The only way that they could save this angle, in my opinion, and I'm not, I'm, we've always been positive about the storylines and trying to be very optimistic about things, but I just think this story, it just doesn't resonate with me. It's crap. It's garbage. The only way that they could save this storyline is if the two of them set the whole thing up to set Stephanie McMahon up and to really put her in her place character-wise. But unfortunately, I don't think that's the case. And you want to know what the sad part is? I was reading recently that this this split between the two of them on TV was done so that they can incorporate that as a part of another storyline for that other, you know, the, the reality show, Total Divas. So you're going to see this get incorporated into that show for any Total Divas fans out there. And from what I understand, apparently the girls are supposed to reunite at the end of season three of Total Divas. So we could see this Bella split short term, which thank God, I hope that's the case because, I, to me, I think that they are better branded as, as 
tw- identical twin sisters that are wrestlers together. I think it's I think it's a better marketing than than these two girls trying to find an identity on their own. Like that's like trying to split the Uso brothers. You know what I mean? They're identical twins too. It's not, it, to me, that's how you brand them. That's how you make them successful. You don't try and split the two of them up. And I think the same thing goes for, for, for the Bella twins as well. That's what they're known as. That's what they are identified as. And they will, if they try to split the two of them up, and if they try to split, ever try and split the Usos up, they will always compare it to the, how successful their runs were together. And I just don't think that works. It's not for business, in my opinion. I agree with you, you know, and it's funny that you said that because I do think, you know, when it comes to pro wrestling and a lot of, you know, your in-ring work and, and, and you know, obviously you've got to be skilled athletically, but a lot boils down to trust. And, and do you trust, you know, what your opponent is going to do there in, in the ring? Hope, hoping I'm not, you know, blowing the illusion for anybody, but, you know, we're oh, no. scripted. It's scripted, just to put it out there. Spoiler alert. Um, but, yeah, I'm the only one that yells spoiler alert after I give the spoiler. But, anyway, um, <laughs> you've you, you got to trust uh, your opponent. You know, when you see interviews with uh, uh, Bret Hart and how he says, you know, he takes pride in the fact that he never hurt anybody in the ring. Um, you know, you've got to trust that person. And I was, I was optimistic because you've got to trust your sister. So when they split up, you're right. I thought the beatdown was awesome. I thought it was like, well, there's two sisters that grew up together, that probably had their fair share of fights, got in the wrestling business together, and they're going to trust each other. And that beatdown looked, looked harsh. I mean, it looked like a legit, real beatdown. And I was like, that, this actually could work. Um, since then, it, it's, for me, it, it, this, it, it, it hasn't really resonated for me. Um, you know, and it's, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I, it's funny, man, because I keep an open mind with this stuff. I mean, hopefully they, they can resurrect it. I am really, honestly, maybe they'll surprise me. I am not optimistic about Springer. Um, I hope to God they, they cut those segments because I, the segments, uh, you know, I never told anybody, uh, came off as, as forced and staged and, and kind of awkward. Um, you know, let's try and play to the Bella's strengths. I, I just didn't think those those segments really worked at all. Um, if you wanted to do one, fine, but uh, I don't know a series. It just it, it didn't work really at all for me. So we'll see what happens tonight uh, in the season premiere of of Monday Night Raw with with no off season, but somehow tonight is the season premiere. Of Monday Night Raw, so we're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about what what we have in store for uh, us tonight on Monday Night Raw. What we think is going to happen tonight, and after the break, of course, got you guys to come on board. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Get on the horn. Let us know what you think about the WWE Monday Night Raw. Everything going on in the world of pro wrestling. But before we get into that, it is time right now. For the day five fifty fifty news report. Thank you very much, Ken. Now I know you all have been waiting and and anticipating what I'm going to say, but you're gonna have to wait till the end of this report because I'm gonna give you the top five stories, in my opinion, in the week of professional wrestling. Our first story this week: 
Speaking of the Bellas, Brie Bella, wife of former WWE World Heavyweight Champion Daniel Bryan, was interviewed this past week by multiple media outlets to promote the season premiere of last night's Total Divas reality show. In several of those interviews, it was revealed that Daniel Bryan is beginning to regain strength in his right arm and will not require the infamous Tommy John surgery that I reported on a few weeks back right here on the Day 5 News Report. Sources suggest Brian will continue to rehab and should be ready by early December, just in time for the TLC pay-per-view, which can also be seen on the WWE Network for the low price of... Man, you guys can't... Nobody nobody wants to help me out here. $9.99. It is being reported that WWE might wait to bring Daniel Bryan back and let him rest a little bit longer long enough until the 2015 Royal Rumble event. Speaking of returns, in our second story, it seems that former TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bully Ray may be on his way back to the company quicker than he left. Sources close to Bully Ray say he never really wanted to leave the company, but had to do what's best for himself. It's being suggested that both Ray and TNA are still negotiating a new deal, and Bully Ray could possibly be working on a per-appearance basis to finish out his current storyline with the Hardy Boys and the Wolves as a member of Team 3D with tag partner Devon in the tag team series transpiring on television. Ray, along with Devon, still plans on attending the TNA Hall of Fame induction ceremony, where they will be inducted next month in Tokyo, Japan, during Bound for Glory weekend. As of this writing, Bully Ray is not completely in or out of TNA Wrestling. Our third story. Since Brock Lesnar returned to WWE back in 2012, his presence has garnered a huge buzz. More importantly, his very publicized and controversial contract. However, this past week, reports have surfaced that Lesnar may be working under a new deal, which could be the complete opposite of his original deal he signed back in 2012. His old contract required him to wrestle three times a year with very limited television appearances, promoting those matches, and for a lot of money. Not your normal WWE Superstars contract, which had infuriated some of you in the internet wrestling community. Now, since Lesnar was crowned WWE World Heavyweight Champion, reports have come out stating WWE could essentially require Lesnar to work more dates than his original deal, possibly every pay-per-view leading up to WrestleMania 31 when his contract is set to expire. However, some say Lesnar may be used sparingly for special events only to bring some credibility back to the WWE World Heavyweight title. It was reported, however, that after the Night of Champions pay-per-view, Lesnar's next storyline rivalry could come in the form of The Big Show but no timetable exactly has been determined on when that will begin. Former WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio, now known as El Patron in Mexico, is officially and legally on his way to the AAA promotion. The Washington Post reported that last week a judge threw out a no-compete clause in Del Rio's WWE contract, which prevented the former star from wrestling for an entire year the normal time frame for this clause for released WWE talent is standard 90 days. 
but due to the circumstances surrounding his release, which was caused by an altercation with a member of the social media department over a racial remark allegedly towards Del Rio, leading to that assault. WWE felt necessary to invoke a year-long ban. Patron, in a press conference last week, revealed that with legal support from AAA, WWE unconstitutionally prevented him from making a living, so which prompted a judge to take action and throw the case out made by WWE. Patron will make his in-ring debut for AAA this Sunday, September 14th, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Cancun, Mexico. And in my final news piece, reports surfaced this week that lawyers representing former WWE superstar CM Punk has sent WWE a 22-page document citing royalties WWE owes Punk for merchandise, licensing, and his upcoming inclusion in the WWE 2K15 video game. Sources say these royalties may not have been distributed to Punk due to Punk not fulfilling his contractual obligations for the remainder of his contract when he walked out on WWE earlier this year. In, re- in, his, in regards to his involvement in the upcoming video game, his likeness and character was added to the game long before CM Punk walked out on WWE. And on a final note, as we in the biz like to refer it to as a segue, I have some colorful thoughts that I'd like to express in regards to CM Punk. Now, this statement I'm about to convey is certainly of the unpopular kind, but what I'm about to say is an expression of my own personal feelings and not of the Ken Reedy show nor WWE. Now, the issue I'm referring to is not the story I just made mention of, but another issue regarding Mr. Punk. I had read just over a week ago of a photo that leaked publicly online of Punk and his new bride, WWE diva AJ Lee, from their wedding reception that took place back a few months ago. Well, my real gripe about this was not the leaking of the picture, but the comments made publicly on Twitter by CM Punk. Mr. Punk threatened to block any follower of his if they were to retweet this picture because, unfortunately, he couldn't punch any one of them in their disrespectful fucking faces and then proceeded to end the tweet by referring to them as pigs. His words, not mine. However... The words I'm going to express are mine. And I know Mr. Punk may not hear this, but hoping he does, and not for fame or more notoriety for this show, but for my own peace of mind. Punk, you should have known something like this were to happen. How could you not? You should have known that getting into this business would find you some form of fame. That's what most guys get into it for, is to be noticed on a grander scale. Now, I'm not saying that I know personally that fame was your main reason for your entry into pro pro wrestling, because it's not. It plays a part but it's certainly not the driving force. For someone who's universally loved by millions for being a pro wrestler in WWE, this incident comes as no surprise. However, your words towards fans who idolized you is flat out wrong. Don't blame them for retweets of your wedding picture. Be angry and blame the person who took the photo and let it leak in the first place. I respect that you'd like some privacy as a regular human being, and who am I to say you don't deserve it? but in the manner you approach the situation just showed me that you're not an exception in this world despite what you tell the public. Now, nobody will truly ever know why you left wrestling the way you did, and personally, I could give a shit. But to go out of your way to disrespect the people who helped pay your bills and bought your T-shirts and paid ticket to see you, paid a ticket to see you with their hard-earned money and helped you attain early retirement, to me shows that you're no different than any other celebrity out there. You're an egotistical, greedy son of a bitch that could care less about people that idolized him and helped make him into a household name. Now, I will never take away what your contributions to wrestling did for fans and the industry, but as a human being and your statements on Twitter, you as a person don't mean shit to me. 
You CM Punk are a fucking asshole, and I got no respect for you as a human being. You're not just an asshole. You're a fucking asshole. And if you were never to return to wrestling ever again, this wrestling fan right here could care less. And there you have it, folks. That was the Day 5 News Report, along with a side dish of the returning Rosenrant. Only heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night right here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. Really, you got to stop beating around the bush. I mean, how exactly do you feel about Sam Punk? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I, I was just... I, I guess you, man. I, I, when I read that, I was like, really? You know, what do you expect? You're a name. You're a public name. It's shit like this going to happen, okay? If you want to be private, don't have a Twitter. If you, if you, if you, if you don't want, you know, people to... to, to to take pictures of you and follow you around and go get married out in the middle of nowhere and, 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 and be gone from the rest of civilization. Like, you know, like that's, you, you had to know that st- kind of stuff's going to happen. Deal with it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and, and he's, he's had a history. I mean, I, I met punk once and I'm not saying he was, he yeah. wasn't the friendliest of guys, you know, and it's, it's interesting to, with, with him because you hear the stories and he makes those statements that, you know, I, I was just a fan, just like you. I, I love pro wrestling. And he's like, you know, he loves to portray this image of being, you know, this, this, this you know, great wrestling fan that just happened to, to make it in the wrestling business. But yet, at the same time, you know, he, he shits on the, the, the people who are those fans now. You know, it, it's it's just a weird kind of dynamic. And, and, you know, like, you're, you're right. CM Punk, very talented guy, uh, gave us some very memorable matches, as well as some very memorable moments, his uh, time in wrestling. But you're right. You know, a lot of these celebrities, they, they don't understand why they're in that position that they're in. And, you know, you really have to talk like that to fans. And, you know, there, there are ways. You hit the nail on the head, man. You don't, If you want to be private, don't have a Twitter. You really want to be private. There's a way to be private. You know, you've, you've, you've afforded, you've, you've made a lot of money. You have enough money to disappear. You don't need to be out there anymore. But he's one of those guys that, you know, he likes the attention, he wants the attention, but he kind of wants it on his own terms. And the minute it's attention that maybe he wasn't looking for, he, he has a little baby temper tantrum. And, uh, you know, it, it's a shame because you just, you know, and, for us, you know, most of the wrestlers we've met over the years have been super cool. You know, when you get stories like this, it's just, it's really disappointing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. I'm okay if he never comes back. Yeah, I, I honestly, really, I could care. There's so much more talent out there. It's like the, the wrestling business is not going to die because he's gone. There's some people that may be the case. But to me, I've been watching a lot longer before, before CM Punk was ever around. And, you know... It's it's a proven fact that it's an evolving business, and they will move on without him. There is nobody bigger than the wrestling business, and, and and you know, for him to act the way he did, it's just so disgusting. Like like you said, I've met a lot of guys; they've been very nice. I've met him twice. He's not been the most friendliest. Okay, he's been very just kind of you know, I could care less, you know, kind of attitude that he has towards towards some people. You know, it's to me like. I, I've been soured on the experience. He's done some good stuff. He's done some entertaining stuff. He's a hell of a wrestler. But you know what? When you when you act and say stuff like that towards people that made you a, a name and, and, and helped you achieve, achieve all that, you know, that you currently have now, to me that's just so disrespectful. 
It is, especially because social media is such a cool way for fans and celebrities to to interact, you know. And for the most part, like, it's disappointing when you have something like that because I I love Twitter. I love Twitter. I love social media. I mean, there's a – speaking of – I mean, this is like last year, uh, but I I was BSing with Batista about Star Wars. Big Star Wars fan, you know. It's I, you know, the 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 idea of being able to interact with with celebrities like that. It's it's kind of cool, and it's a shame when a celebrity uh, has to throw a little bit of a hissy fit. But we digress, and that's hell of an editorial, by the way. Hell, of, you know, I felt like there should be a whole like the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of the Henry D. Show. That's why I made mention. And, uh, <laughs> we need to have like a recording of that. that, that, that Disclaimer, but no, I, I I hear you though, man. Like you know, appreciate who put you there. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. You want to talk tonight's RAW? You want to talk last week's RAW? You want to talk Batista and his movie career? Or if you want to weigh in on one CM Punk or anything else in the world of pro wrestling, we kind of got a mixed bag tonight. Give us a call. We're going to go out to the phones now. We have a lot of people that have been real patient. So let's get right to it. We got Mister Trivia on the line. Trivia, how are you doing this evening? Hey, guys, how are you? Doing fine. What do you got for us? Good. Dave, I couldn't agree with you more on the CM Punk thing. You hit the nail right on the head with that. I agree with you 100%. Um, also, the, the Bella thing, I got to agree with you there. I think it's a setup with Stephanie McMahon. Um, I see that happening uh, probably in the not-too-distant future. Uh, went down to see uh, Northeast Wrestling last night. It was an awesome show. I got a chance to finally meet Velvet Sky. It was a great show. It was at the, it was at the North Haven Fair in North Haven, Connecticut. We had a really good time. And uh, But this Monday Night Raw tonight should be interesting. Looking forward to the cage match. Um, you guys had mentioned something about Brock Lesnar possibly, uh, you know, holding on to the belt till WrestleMania 31. What's the possibilities of uh, Brock Lesnar... Undertaker in a rematch at WrestleMania and then maybe having the Undertaker win the title and retire after that? Um, to me, you know, stuff I'm hearing, I, I would say chances of that slim to none. Um, I think it's, I, I mean, I think it would work. And I think at, this, at that point, like storyline-wise, it's about the title. It's not about the streak. And you have the, uh, the revenge factor and everything that all works storyline-wise. Um, I just don't know if, if Taker physically can, can do it. You know, I, I that, that's the thing. I'm, I, I think it would be an interesting storyline. Uh, the, the return of the dead man. I think there's a lot you could do with that. Um, but physically, I just I don't know if 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 he could do it. If he could come back. What do you think, Dave? Um, I agree with you there. But here's here's the one thing that kind of cancels out for me. You know, the, the story can be intriguing, but Undertaker coming back, winning the belt, and then retiring, what does that do for what Brock Lesnar just did previously? It totally cancels out the whole point of him ending the streak and then somebody else being the guy to beat the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it does it would, I don't know. If, if the streak wasn't so popular and wasn't such a, 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 a big deal, then I could see this just being a regular wrestling storyline. But, like, you know, it's questionable if Undertaker is ever going to come back again because, number one, of his injuries. But, number two, storyline-wise, like, would it be worth it for him to come back for one more match considering that his guarded WrestleMania streak just ended? I just don't – I I don't see it – 
kind of goes backwards. I don't see a purpose in it because now Brock losing <clears> the title to Undertaker makes it ten times worse and totally cancels out that he beat Undertaker's streak to begin with, and that should be seen as a deal. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a possibility as well. Also, guys, when I went to uh, NEW last night, they made mention of a, of a card. Now, Ken, I know you've got millions and millions of fans listening to the Ken Reedy Show. I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of them in the Connecticut area. Um, Waterbury, Connecticut, Saturday, October 18th. NEW presents Autumn Ambush. The Young Bucks are going against a team teaming up for the first time in Connecticut together. They're brothers, but they're teaming up for the first time together in Connecticut, Jeff and Matt Hardy. Um, Lucas Sharp is going to be on the card, Bull Dread, Ron Zombie, Monster BC, formerly known as Brodus Clay, Brian Anthony, Booker T, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So that's uh, Saturday, October 18th at Crosby High School in Waterbury. It's going to be an awesome show. That sounds like a good card. I mean, the, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks should should be a, a hell of a match. I'm curious, the show you went to last night, uh, you gave us a match of the night? Uh, match of the night was uh, Mike Bennett versus new champion Matt Tavin. I was, it was an awesome match. I mean, Velvet Sky was there. Um, they had the Battle Brothers against Bull Dread and Ron Zombie. Uh, Showtime Stevie Stamos was there with his wrestler. They had a mixed tag team with Velvet Sky. She teamed up with uh, midget wrestler Short Sleeve Samson. Who's on? He's Don on his. Uh, yeah, he's on his uh, retirement. His like uh, retirement tour. So it was. Uh, I mean, I finally got a chance to meet Velvet Sky. We got pictures taken together. We had a great time. It was a super show. It was my first NEW show I've ever attended, and it was a free show. But I mean, you know, you paid to get into the fair, and then, you know, you didn't have to pay to see the wrestling. But any fans out there to get a chance to see an NEW card, I mean, definitely go and see it. Because this, this card they got on the 18th at Crosby High School in Waterbury, they got some big names on there. Cool. Thanks for keeping us uh, sure. up to date on the independent scene. Sounds like a good show. Uh, some really cool names on the card. As always, Trivia, thanks for giving us a call, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Giving us a little bit of the, the indie scene there. Met Velvet Sky. I think he was excited about yeah. that. Yeah. He said, he, he said he it three times. Very. <laughs> I'm sure her ears were ringing. <laughs> yeah. Um, best Ric Flair walking up to Velvet Sky. You want to ride? Trivia Mountain. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'll be there on the 18th. I know that. I'll be at the nice. show. We're gonna we're gonna attend. I I I want to I want to meet um, the man who inspired the Dave Five News Report, Booker T, with his Fave Five. Um, and uh, I'm sure you know I'll, I'll probably want to meet the Hardys, and I want to meet Ricky Steamboat again because Ricky Steamboat was cool to bullshit with in the bar in Atlanta that year during WrestleMania. So, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to going to the show. They're always good shows, Northeast Wrestling. They, they, they I heard put they on, put they, on, like, they, they put on shows. shows. Yeah, they put on good shows. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe Velvet Sky will be there so that Mr. Trivia can meet her again. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We're going to go back out to the phones. we got Tony on hold. Tony, how you doing tonight? All right. How are you guys? 
Doing all right. Brady, what do you got for us? All right, here we go. Uh, Saturday night, the other night, I saw uh, the Ring of Honor I pay per view All Star Extravaganza Six. My God, what a great show that was! I, I know I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Ring of Honor is really hitting on all cylinders right now. You know, they're, I heard they're it was like, an excellent show. It was. It was great. You know, AJ yeah. Styles, Adam Cole. Phenomenal match, I'll, I'll say, uh, I, 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 and you know, and possibly the match of the night. Hell, I'm not, it's even a match of the year candidate. Some are saying, and I, I got to agree with it. I mean, it was it was just amazing. You had uh, Michael Elgin and Jay Briscoe in a, in, in a shocker uh, that Jay Briscoe regained the, the ROH title. And you know, it's like I was like, whoa! I totally didn't see that coming because it was in Toronto and Elgin's hometown. I mean, you know, Elgin had just had the, only had the belt for a couple of months. So it was like, whoa! They had they put them back on Jay Briscoe. Wow! But, uh, so uh, that was a good match. They had an awesome two out of three falls match with uh, the the Bucks and uh, Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Great, great action there. Uh, you know, uh, oh man, you know, it's just like I said, it's just like. I, I really can't put Ring of Honor over enough. It's, it's just like, you know, it's like, they're really, they call themselves the best wrestling on the planet. It's like, and I see, you know, it's like, and I see it every, you know, I see it every week, and I see it on these I pay-per-views, and I've been to the live shows, and it's, it's, it's you know, they say they're the best wrestling on the planet. I, I, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that. Yeah, I, I can hear yeah, your I voice. You're, you're sounding all, all sorts of a flutter. Uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, I talked to someone recently about ROH, and they, and they were saying that, uh, Right now, which was pretty amazing, um, that AJ Styles is probably wrestling the best he's ever wrestled in his career. This, uh, he was telling me that he looks better now than he ever did in TNA, which is uh, pretty impressive. I'm curious uh, your opinion on, on AJ Styles and how he looks these days. Well, yeah, he is he is. He goes all out every time he's in the ring because I've seen him in the Ring of Honor. I've, you know, he's the IWGP uh, champion in Japan. You know, in the New Japan, he's he's had really great matches there. I mean, you know, it's like the guy the guy always gives it his all every time he's in the ring. You know, it's it's just like you know, it's like you know, he not not the other guy that Dave ranted about before, which uh, this guy is the best in the world. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I, I it's funny because I, CM Punk always said that I never actually thought he, he actually was. He was up there, but I never thought he was actually the best in the world when he said it. But uh, yeah, it's cool. You know, this is great, man. You know, we're we start off the show, we're talking Batista in the movies. We're not pleased with Monday Night Raw. We go to the phones and we get a little Northeast wrestling and some ROH. So there, there you have it. You know, Monday Night Raw doesn't deliver, and our callers bring in. Uh, other things in the wrestling world, so that's like that's awesome. So um, yeah, you know, man, I I, I really got it. It's just it's the TV thing versus the computer. But I got I gotta catch. Uh, you know, I've never it, been it, to an it, ROH it, show. I really gotta get there. You know, it just oh, always it, seems it, like it, when, when. Go ahead. What's that? It's worth it. It is definitely worth it. Go out. It's definitely worth going out of your way to see. Anyone, anyone listening to this, if Ring of Honor is ever in your in the area, if they ever got a show in your area, whoever's listening, wherever you are, if you if you see the, find that the Ring of Honor's got a show in your area, get a ticket, go see the, go see that live. You will not be disappointed. You will be so glad you got to, you will be so glad you went. 
Wow, you're like I, I gotta say, you know, we've we've been talking. I mean, you've been on board, you know, almost the whole run of this show, and we've talked a lot about about different storylines, different matches. I, I gotta say, this is probably the most excited I, I, I've ever heard you talking about any wrestling product, any company, any. So, I mean, I mean, you're really you're not exaggerating in your opinion. Uh, not only is ROH the best wrestling out there, but probably ROH is putting the best product that ROH has ever put out out there. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I like I've been watching Ring of Honor since they started on Sinclair almost three years ago, and it's you know it's like I'd heard a lot of great things about it, but now you know it's like they got the uh, you know they got the weekly TV on their website, which is definitely worth checking out. It's you know worth the ringside membership to watch that every every week. And you know, like I said, it, it's just very—it's just really awesome stuff. You know, it's like the, the, the eye pay-per-views, the regular pay-per-views are worth are worth getting. I'm actually going to be going to Final Battle in New York on December seventh. So uh, you know, and uh, I'll be in the third row, uh, and it's and it's going to be on a Sunday night, so there might be the second live pay-per-view. And their their best in the world one in June was was great. So you know, I mean, I, I mean, I was like, like I said, Ring of Honor always delivers. It's like you don't even it's like you don't even have to know what the show's going to be or who's going to be on the card or whatever. But it's just like, you know, it's like Ring of Honor. You can you can you can pretty much bet your ass that they are going to have a damn awesome show. Awesome, Tony man, good stuff. Thanks for thanks for calling and, and giving us some uh, ROH. It's, it's keep it keep it positive because. Uh, you know, it's funny because I keep going back. I got to be honest with you, Tony. I keep going back and forth in my head because part of me is like, end the phone call now, keep it positive. He gave us a lot, and then there's like part of me that's sitting there like, you know, I got to get at least his take on uh, Monday Night Raw last week, and, and I, I'm going like, I, I should just hang up on you right now. Just say it was a great positive phone call, but I, I'm not. I, I have to get. You know, you watch a ton of wrestling. You 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 you've blogged on it in the past. I mean, you've done. You know, you just you know you're wrestling, and the stuff that we saw last week on Raw, what we're looking forward to tonight on Raw, your thoughts, anything you're really looking forward to, uh, just your overall feeling on what's going on the, the past couple of weeks on WWE programming. Oh my God, it's, WWE is the is doing the exact opposite of what Ring of Honor is doing. I, you know, it's just like yeah, last week's Raw was just like. What? What is the, this whole? You know, I got to. You know, this whole thing with the Bellas makes no sense at all. I mean, if the Ellis is Ellis is a whole setup where it's like they do that just to, just to fool Stephanie, but I don't think they're that smart to think of that. Uh, I, I, it's just uh, the, the product is so mind-boggling. I mean, it's like you're gonna bring in freaking Jerry Springer. It's like I might need. I might. I might even. I'm tempted to turn the channel when that when when that comes up. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, Tony, and we're going to discuss a little further as the show goes on, but, like, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are football fans as well, and i got to be honest, I mean, you that, that's a, an excellent point you bring up, Tony, you know, I'm not optimistic about that segment, and how many wrestling fans out there, when that segment starts, are going to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to catch a little bit of the game now. Um, it's just, it doesn't have me excited. Um, now, now I'm going to go out, so there's going to be a TV on Raw, TV on the football game, so I can, I can look at, at both TVs. But I would think that there, there are going to be a lot of fans that, are, you know, during that segment will be like, you know, you're saying, I mean, you, you just said it, that you're thinking about changing the channel. On the first Monday night football of this season, 
to have this segment scheduled, I, you know, I, I again, much more qualified people in the front offices of the WWE, but I, I don't know. Like, I just I, I don't know if that's necessarily where you want to be marketing your Monday Night Raw going up against uh, the first Monday Night Football of the season. Yeah, no, it just feels like I said that. And they've always had a lot of, like, you know, every time football season's come, they've always, I know, they've taken heavy hits and stuff. And, I mean, even, you know, like with other shows, too, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say now, you know, a couple of weeks, you, get, you know, it's like the other shows are going to be, you know, it's having their season premieres, and Big Bang Theory is one of them, and I'm a big fan of that show. So it's like, you know, it's like if WWE continues to really suck, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, so, uh, you know, it's like so long, eight to nine on uh, in the two weeks. You just lost. You just lost a hardcore viewer. <laughs> That's a good point, Tony. Excellent points. Excellent phone call this week. Thanks for the ROH stuff, and uh, talk to you next week. Thanks for the phone call. All right, no problem. Take it easy, brother. Yeah, you know, lots of good stuff out of Tony. You know, we, we got, you know, Tony's great with that stuff. We 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 should probably again. We're such like. You know, I love, I embrace technology, and I love it. It's just like, I don't know, like, I just, I like watching my wrestling on, on TV. It's tough for me to decide I'm going to sit down uh, in front of a computer screen and watch my wrestling. But, uh, you know, he, he did like, you know, all ways to think about hiring Tony, because uh did a nice sell job tonight, Dave. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, for... Well, that, that, that's someone that's entrenched in the product. That's someone that enjoys their product. And when you are entrenched and you enjoy it and you have a lot, inve- you know, mentally invested into it and emotionally, then it's going to come out. And it came out in his voice, and I would agree. That's probably the most excited he's ever been on a phone call that he's talked wrestling about. Um, I heard it was a great show, um, and I've heard nothing but good things about the product lately. I think it's been, I think it's been beneficial for them that some guys have left TNA or have been let go because look who they picked up. They picked up they picked up Jay Lethal last year or maybe two years ago I think it was and Lethal was you know a mainstay on TNA with the with the Black Machismo character. Um, AJ Styles recently Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian bad influence. I mean they had Matt Hardy on their show for a while. Um, they've done pretty well for themselves for picking up talent that not only can work and can wrestle and that are entertaining, but that some of them also, you know, had careers in Ring of Honor at one time. In fact, I just read that, um, you know, I, I believe coming up at a, a future television taping, Evan Bourne, who his real name is Matt Seidel, he's returning to Ring of Honor. So um, they've they've been picking up free agent talent. Like it's going on a style, and it's been working out for them. I mean, for, for the best. I mean, Cassius Ono in WWE NXT, Chris Hero, he he's done some sporadic appearances for them. So they've they've been, like I said, doing well with the free agent talent pool and using it to their advantage. And I think it's I think it's working out well for them. And the talent exchange that they're doing with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and and the guys that they get from over there, like Jushin Liger and and all those guys, Ring of Honor is excelling, and I don't see them. I don't see any doubt in my mind that they're going to fold, or they're you know they're not going to succeed. Unlike TNA, unfortunately, who's you know right now it's still on the fence if they're even going to get a TV deal by the end of the year. Agreed, man. You know it's uh, see what happens, but uh, you know I'm 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 I'm. 
Tony like just had me like I I, I want to go to the website right now and start uh, getting a little more well versed with ROH. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Let's go back out to the phones. I got a seven one eight number here. Call, are you there? Yes, I am. This is Mike. I got a new number for this week. Wow. How's it going, guys? Snuck up on us Just this week only? Yeah, well, hopefully if I get my phone back. Were you, were you grounded? No, 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 I'm not grounded. Did the, you get your uh, phone privileges taken away? Yeah, no, yeah, I got my phone privileges taken away by CM Punk. No. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, Dave. Is it me or yes. did I see a post? Is it me or did I see a post um, that you had met and talked to Bubba Ray Dudley on the beach? No, I didn't meet him at the beach. Uh, I went to a friend's barbecue, uh, little bonfire, a few weeks back, and uh, he he was there um, through mutual friends of mine. So I had got to meet him and uh, spoke with him. He seemed like a cool guy from from uh, from from the time I spent with him. That's cool. Yeah, I saw pictures. I, I wanted to touch up on um, on, on that. Um, what do you call it? It's a rough week for me. It's a rough rough week for me. Unfortunately, my grandmother broke her hip, and she needs an operation. I think tomorrow. So, I'll be uh, I'll be in the hospital with her tomorrow. Oh, sending out good vibes. You know, all the best to your grandmother. To your Thanks, but it's kind of funny today. I was wearing my whole cruel shirt, and someone said. And someone said, uh, I'm walking with my mother and my brother, and, and some security guard says, let me hear it, let me hear it. I'm, I'm like, well, let me tell you something, brother. Well, all of a sudden, I thought the nurses, the doctors just looked at me like I was nuts out of my mind doing the whole Hulk Hogan thing. I'm sure they weren't um, far off. No, they weren't, they weren't. Um, <laughs> last week, last week, and it's not about Monday Night Raw, believe it or not, it's about... Main event. Did you guys watch the main event? I, 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 no, I didn't. No. <laughs> okay. Rosa, yeah, Ro- 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 Rosa, and and um, Natalia took on Layla and Summer Rae, and Summer Rae was getting a beat down by Rosa outside the ring, and Rosa goes on the apron and to try to get back in the ring. And Layla, well, she pulls down Rose's, like, like shorts. And when she did that, like, the whole thing just went black. And it was kind of funny because I don't know if, if that, obviously, if that was a malfunction or they did it on purpose. Because uh, in Rose's interview last night, she, she said that she likes to be naked. So I didn't know maybe it was a, it was a, uh, it was a ploy. But it was certainly funny because... You know, obviously the commentators didn't say nothing about it, but um, the 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 it's audience obviously. To, it, it's it's on a tape delay, so they, so when, when main event was last week broadcasted live from uh, uh, University of Nebraska, and they're they're a couple hour they're a couple hours behind, I believe, or an hour an hour or two. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're on a tape delay, so. So if something like that were to happen or if somebody, you know, cursed and said a bad word, they have, you know, time to edit that out. So that's why the screen went black. But I can understand where you're coming from, Mike, because of the Total Divas episode and she, you know, likes to walk around naked and I could see the timing of it. But um, I think it's just one of those things that, it was, yeah, it wasn't mentioned because it was on a tape delay and 
they had time to edit it, so you know it wasn't. It just wasn't brought up in the broadcast. No, they fixed it. Right, they fixed it because the the, the second replay, because when that hit, I was watching the replay, and I saw that they re put it up and uh, they actually changed the camera angle, and it was kind of funny. Because years ago, I don't know if you remember, you guys are big hardcore fans. All these wrestlers used to, I mean, we used to see the tan line of the Million Dollar Man, and we saw Shawn Michaels one time in the, in the ladder match. Uh, Razor Ramon pulled his pants down. It was kind of funny. Um, you know, so I was kind of different to see a, different to see a woman. Um, and then you need to, and then get, out. You need to get out more. Oh, I've been. I watched Total David. What are you kidding? I am out. I'm out with the people. What are you kidding? I'm out. I'm 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 so out. I'm out. But uh, you know, but you okay. know what's funny? You, Tony. I mean, Mr. Trivia was talking about Velvet Sky. I spent two weeks A working lot. with Velvet. I I spent two weeks working with Velvet Sky at at yeah, different um, promotions with Velvet, and. Velvet, every time I used to see her, she used to tell me, oh, this guy, Ric Flair, he's so annoying, because that's where Ric Flair was up in, up in uh, TNA with him. And I used to tell her, why do you bitch, excuse my language, about Ric Flair, just because the guy lives a certain, certain lifestyle? You know, like, don't you want to be happy for the guy? You know, the guy's out with women, this and that, and you're bad-mouthing him saying, well, you know, Ric Flair's not that really this, and Ric Flair's not that really that. And I just looked at her like, I was getting ready like, to tell her to shut up. Like, she was really irking me. And I had to leave. And at the end of the night, my friend's like, did you take a picture with Velvet? I said, nope. I said, no. I said, because she annoyed me talking about Ric Flair. I'm sure she was upset about that. Well, she was upset. Actually, she was because she came up to me and asked me if I did anything to offend you. And I said, you know what? I said, you bad, you bad-mouthed Ric Flair. I said, that's, that's a no-no. You know? And my friend goes, since when do you since when do you like Ric Flair? I said, you know what? I respect Ric Flair. But, and, then, and then she goes on the bad-mouthed uh, Bret Hart. So I was like, oh, this girl is just bad-mouthed in the business. But uh, anyway... I'm ready. I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm actually looking forward to Jerry Springer. I think he's going to bring something to the show. Jerry Springer is, is Jerry Springer is one of the best. I met Jerry Springer. I've been on his show, not on his show. You know, like a, a you know, like, what do you call it? In the no, audience. I think you were on. I, I think you were on that show about kissing, kissing cousins or something like that. Yeah, I you caught me, Dave. That's right, right Dave. You, you you caught That's me. I was on the show. From. That's yeah, where I'm a, I'm, I'm a celebrity it. on the, the show. That, that Kiss and Cousins episode. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Oh, Continue. God. It was, you know, with some, some show, I got stuff thrown at me. But uh, but anyway, I, I think I think Jerry Spring is going to add a lot to the show. And, you know, not for nothing, I think, I think this year everybody has to say Stephanie McMahon has stepped up her A game and – Let's just give a big hand to Stephanie. She's been unbelievable this year. Unbelievable. I would agree with you. I think that some of the best heel work, uh, probably in the business, what Stephanie's brought to the table. Mike, thanks for the call. And again, all the best to your grandmother. Uh, good luck uh, with the surgery. Tomorrow, yeah, well, tomorrow we're going to be, I'll, I'll post it on my Facebook. And it's just a, it's just a terrible accident. She fell and broke her hip and, and her wrist. So it was, you know, the Ferrara family and my, my nieces, Adriana, the, the whole family, all upset right now, 
Although my my Adriana came to me last night and said, "What do you think about Total Divas?" and I told her, and I think that that um, I'm looking forward to the match coming up at Night of Champions. We got a three we got a three way match, three way dance, and I think the Divas are going to rock. And I think Paige and AJ and Free, I mean Nikki, fit like a glove. So tune in to see what's going to happen with that. But I will speak to you guys next week, and Ken, I will be talking to you Wednesday night on your Pop Life show. Sounds good. Look forward to it. I'll talk to you again. Thanks for the support, Mike, and all the best to your grandma, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, Davies, thank brother. you, Dave, and, and thank you, Ken, and see you guys later, brother. Take it easy. Be good, hey, Mike. Yeah, well, we, we found out there's at least one person. There's one person in America that's looking forward to uh, Jerry Springer tonight, and it's it's Mike. Um, you know, like, look, I, maybe maybe it, it'll change my mind, and maybe it'll be something entertaining. Again, I'm not looking forward to it, and we we touched upon this, uh, you know, a little bit earlier, and uh, you know, it's interesting that that Monday Night Football, and again, similar fan base uh, that watches wrestling and football, football season is now underway, and it does affect the wrestling business. And again, I'm curious who thought, hey, let's put Jerry Springer on uh, the night that the NFL season is kicking off their Monday night football, and, and that'll bring us, uh, that, that'll, that'll bring it home for us. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Again, much more qualified people in Stanford than, than myself, I just I don't know if I'm I'm looking for this type of segment to be really I mean they're really pushing the segment I mean SmackDown they kept talking about I mean they thought Jerry Springer's going to be on Raw um, I could be wrong I, I just don't necessarily think that's the the strategy um, to go into on this Monday Night Football um, Monday Night I, I don't know you know and, and Monday Night Monday Night Football football in general the NFL has a lot to do with affecting programming as far as the wrestling business, Dave? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just just, just speaking on tonight, I mean, uh, they're going to open up Monday Night Raw with Jericho and Wyatt inside the steel cage um, as the opening match for tonight's show. And right now in front of me on the television, i got it on mute, but it's the, it's the Giants-Detroit uh, Lions game. And it's, you know, about four minutes left in the first quarter. You figure in the next 15 minutes between commercial breaks and timeout, you're going to get the second quarter started at the top of the hour of Raw. So the, strategically where they plan to put that match is smart in some sense. Um, but then there's also a second Monday night football game, which is a West Coast game with Arizona and San Diego. And that usually starts at roughly about you know 10 p.m., 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, you know, because it's out west. So I wonder what segment is going to take place during the beginning of that game, will they put the Springer segment there? Will they put the Roman Reigns Randy Orton rematch that they've discussed? Hell, if WWE were really smart, they really want to ruffle some feathers. They should have hired Ray Rice. I mean, they're going to be in Baltimore tonight, and he just, even though he just got let go, I mean, that would certainly take a lot of the viewers watching Monday Night Football and put them over on their TV. And that's why they wanted to get Michael Sam on tonight's show if he wasn't signed to a team um, because, you know, he's the first openly um, homosexual player in the NFL. So it's all about strategic planning. If you remember about a year and a half ago, um, it was, I believe, during one of the, the BCS Bowl Championship games, they put 
the CM Punk Ryback um, TLC match for the title at the start of, like, I think, hour number two, like, right at the beginning of the second half of the national championship game. So it's really all about, like, planning and which segments are going to go where. Um, but it, you're right. It has had an adverse effect on the wrestling business as a whole, not just WWE. Um, you know, NFL is doing more football on Thursday evenings with the NFL Network as well as CBS. CBS is adding on Thursday evening games. So, uh, you know, TNA took impact off of Thursdays and moved it to Wednesdays. WWE was also going to move SmackDown from Fridays on Sci-Fi to Thursday evenings on Sci-Fi in the 8 o'clock time slot because Friday night is not the best time slot for them um, television-wise for, for, for wrestling. Just in general, Friday nights are not great TV nights because most people go out on Friday nights in that demographic that watch wrestling. So, um, But now there's talk about keeping it back on Friday nights because of the NFL schedule, because of what the NFL is going on now with you know two networks hosting games. Um, so football, and it's always been that way. It's always been that way. Even back during the Monday Night Wars, when Monday Night, Monday Night Football was another competitor for not only Raw, but for Nitro. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a, football's a sport that it's not just a sport anymore. It's a business, but it's like a mainstream business. Like it's, a, it's the fabric of Americana. People who don't watch the Super Bowl or people don't watch football, they end up watching the Super Bowl just to watch the Super Bowl because it's the most watched game in 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 you know the history of the sport. So it's one of those things that you're going to get a lot of eyeballs on, no matter who's playing. It could be Jacksonville and and, and St. Louis, and the, you know, or Jacksonville and the Cleveland Browns. Both teams suck, but people are going to watch it because it's professional football. So. Um, I, I don't think putting the Bella segment at, at the start of either the second game or the second quarter of the first game is, is a bright idea, but I could see why they hyped this up as a big season premiere because this is the first Monday night uh, football game um, of the regular season this year. Agreed. I, I mean, it, it's funny because, like, I, I mean, it, it's going into and, and I'm, you know, I'm probably a wrestling fan and I'm a 49er fan, so my team's not playing tonight. I don't, I'm not excited by this Monday Night Raw. I've got to be honest. And we, we've talked time and time again. We are wrestling fans. We try to keep it positive. Um, we try to look at, like, what's good in pro wrestling. Because you don't want to be one of those shows that, that uh, is complaining all the time. As is typical these days with the Internet, with the podcasts that are out there. So we typically on this show don't complain. However... I on on a, a football Monday, I am not looking forward to Monday Night Raw tonight. There's nothing that's really grabbing me. Really, I mean, look, Randy Orton and, and Roman Reigns. Yes, I, I'm looking forward to that. Am I like ecstatic? Not really. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Reigns' growth. Um, you know, I'm not crazy excited about the match. I, I guess I'm looking forward to most is uh, Jericho. And Wyatt, which is interesting that if that opens the show, where does the show go from there? So it's, you know, I'm looking forward to that match. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, honestly, if we see them, uh, what they're going to do now with uh, Lesnar and Lesnar's contract. And do we see more Lesnar? Do we see Lesnar tonight? Or we just see more of them in the upcoming weeks? But I'm curious for you, Dave, like what tonight's Monday Night Raw, what are you most looking forward to? Because for me, it's, Wyatt and Jericho, and that could be the opening match slash segment of, of the night. 
I'm looking forward to Wyatt and Jericho most um, because, quite frankly, I thought that I, I think that this. And it's unfortunate to say, but I think um, the run that Jericho's had, it's been okay with Wyatt, but I think maybe it was a little too um, underwhelming and it was overhyped by you know most fans that this was going to be a, an amazing feud. It was going to help make Wyatt, and I think it will in the long run, but just the contents of the feud and how it's just kind of been, I would say, very bland and repeated um, with Jericho and Wyatt, similar to what Wyatt had with Cena. I just don't think that um, the feud has been as great as people would have hoped. So the match tonight, I think, will deliver between the two of them. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, everyone's expected the the blow-off match between Wyatt and Jericho to take place um, you know, at Night of Champions, but it looks like it's going to happen tonight. We're still two weeks away from Night of Champions, and Jericho has even publicly stated that Night of Champions is his last, you know, evening with the company on this particular run. So what do they have in store for Jericho and Wyatt um, at the pay-per-view? And I kind of have a feeling that touched upon last week with all this talk of other guys wanting a shot at the title and Brock Lesnar, that we may see the rumblings or the makings of, you know, uh, jockeying for position to be a number one contenders match possibly at Night of Champions, maybe involving Orton, maybe involving, you know, uh, Big Show, who's, who's been going at it with the Wyatts. Um, I don't know. That, that's, the, that's the one thing I'm looking I'm not looking forward to the Springer segment. Um, and who knows? I kind of have a feeling, too, that the stuff that's been advertised, with the exception of the Springer segment, it's going to be solid and good stuff, but I have a feeling they might throw something like a complete curveball out of left field tonight and to get people watching and be like, oh, in, in segment, in, in hour number three at the top of the hour, this surprise main event was just announced and, you know, one of those things to kind of get viewers to watch at that point at the beginning of the, you know, the, the San Diego Arizona game. Uh, so it, it, it has the potential with the – with the timing of everything tonight to be a really good show, uh, other than that Jerry Springer Bella segment. So, I, like like you said, I agree with you. Jericho and Wyatt is probably the one thing I look forward to most because with all the implications that have taken place between the two of them, you don't know what's going to happen at the pay per view. Um, and there's already like five or six matches announced on the card so far. We're still two weeks out, so there's a lot that that needs to be uh, needs to be settled tonight after that match. And I'm curious your thought, and, you know, maybe we'll see. I mean, it's interesting that you're kind of, you know, putting it out there that maybe they, they muddy the waters a little bit as far as this title picture. Um, it's interesting going into this, and I'd like to see more of a build. Um, you know, it, it's, I don't know, I like the idea of, of the, the, the downtrodden John Cena trying to pick himself up and, and go after uh, Lesnar again, but even that's not resonating with me. Uh, too much. Uh, and again, you know, I like Cena. Um, the build for Cena Lesnar uh, at SummerSlam I thought was great. The result of the match is great. Um, and maybe part of it is because of that match that um, I'm having a hard time buying into Cena being able to come back and, and vanquish Lesnar. So do they, they add something to this match? They add another stipulation? Uh, who knows? But I you're right. Maybe we get something tonight to, to build that further. The, the pay-per-view is, is you know, it, it's really shaping up. I mean, they almost have the whole card. Um, I'm curious, coming into Night of Champions, as we move, we get closer and closer to that, 
Are you enjoying the the Cena Lesnar build for this pay per view? No, I'm not. Um, I think they, you know, everything that we discussed about SummerSlam and the main event, and how well the story was told by Lesnar demolishing Cena. I think the past two weeks have kind of wiped that away. I don't. I wasn't a big proponent of the rematch even happening this fast at many champions. Um, I would have liked to have seen maybe another challenger um, get a shot at the title against Lesnar, maybe even a Randy Orton, um, who never had that one-on-one rematch opportunity uh, after WrestleMania. So um, to give Cena some time to sell the injuries, rest, and recover. Um, but if they did bring him back, which, you know, they have, I would have I much rather preferred maybe even Cena questioning if he's got it in him for another match against the guy of the caliber of Brock Lesnar, especially after what took place at SummerSlam. They're so worried about, like, tearing Cena down that they think it's going to damage him and damage his character. And I just don't – I don't think there needs to be any more damage or, you know, any more protection for this character. I think they've, they've made it clear that they're, they're trying to make him on, even, on, a, on an even playing field with Lesnar, and I don't think this story should fall for that. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I would have much rather seen him say, you know what, I don't know if I got it in, in me anymore. I, I don't think he should have requested, his, his character should have requested the rematch. I think maybe Triple H in a heel authority move should have forced Cena to take the rematch at Night of Champions to kind of torture him and to further that storyline between him and John Cena because it looks like that's the direction they might be going in in the future, whether it be WrestleMania or whether it maybe even be sooner, is Triple H and John Cena. That would have made that would have made more sense than him being the, 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 the tough guy that he is and saying, I'll take on Brock Lesnar because I never give up and I want my rematch and this, that, and the other. There should have been, like, a question of doubt. Like, he beat me pretty bad. You know, is it time for me to hang it up? Do I still have it in me anymore? And then that's where Hunter jumps in and says, I'm going to give you the rematch to prove that. And, and instead of Cena requesting it. Because it just comes, I don't know, I, just, I thought it could have, I thought the, the build-up towards that could have been a little bit better, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, because it would have been interesting. And, and you know, look, obviously they didn't, they didn't use the last decade to build this storyline. But you got it. And for a guy like a John Cena, that's, that, that John Cena character is all about, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect, you know, uh, confront any and all challengers, you know, you're just as, as tough as your will can bring you, you know, just this, everything about the character. For him to finally have some self-doubt would really, number one, sell the story. And number two, given that John Cena character some depth. And whether you have a, a heel Triple H forcing him into the rematch or you have a John Cena walk away for a little bit and, and maybe needs to be encouraged to come back and and finally you know you have like john cena on the comeback trail and and maybe down the road you have the rematch um it's just been really i it's it's been really difficult for me to take it seriously after and again masterful storytelling with the the quote-unquote squash for the championship however it the the hangover effect is well I, I can't take seriously that John Cena can do anything against this monster. And, and is that the kind of main event you want? So perhaps tonight on Monday Night Raw we get something screwy. Maybe uh, 
someone is added to the matchup. Maybe we get a, a triple threat or a fatal four-way uh, in this matchup. Uh, do they change things up a bit tonight? But you're right, going into Monday Night Football, um, looking at you know where they're, they're at with things, looking at what, the way the card is, you got to figure maybe there's going to be something screwy, a main event out of nowhere. Uh, there'll probably be a, a couple of WWE app surveys to, to take, uh, you know, along the way. Um, who knows? But it, it is weird as much as I, I, I'm going to watch and hopefully I'll enjoy. But uh, for a Monday Night Football, Monday Night Raw, um, I'm not overly excited about what's on paper coming into tonight. Yeah, I, I, I would I would have to agree with you there. I don't think that... Um one of those shows right now that they're, you know, it's, it's at a fever pitch and huge anticipation, but um, it, it could surprise you. There's potential for surprise there. Um, and I think I think we could see that tonight, but I'm not betting a farm on it. Let's just put it to you that way. Um, I, I am liking the development of other matches um, going forward. Even though I don't like the Stardust character, I think him and Goldust have done a really good job in developing them as a as a unit and heel personas towards the Usos. So I, I kind of like that storyline. I've always loved the chemistry that Sheamus and, and Cesaro had, and they're going to have a match, you know, coming up. So there's other things about Raw that I, I, that I know I will enjoy um, going forward uh, tonight other than just, you know, the, the typical John Cena show that's been Monday Night Raw for a while. But to be honest with you, if Cena walked, the only way Cena would have walked away and given him time off was if there was a healthy Daniel Bryan, and there isn't right now. And that goes back to my panic mode uh, theory: is that they are in panic mode, so they they keep Cena around, and that's why he's in the title picture right now. Agreed. You know, it's a good point, Dave. I mean, right now, maybe what we enjoy tonight on Monday Night Raw is for the development of the mid card. The mid card is just solid right now, and another match. Uh, you know, looking at, uh, I'm looking forward, you know, Rusev. Rusev is slowly becoming like the mid-card all-star, but uh, looking forward to this uh, Rusev-Mark Henry storyline to further develop. So hopefully we're talking like next week that Raw totally surprised us and kicked ass. But it is time for Monday Night Raw. Get on the Facebook. Get on the Raw thread. Thank you all your calls for tuning in. For Dave, I am Ken Reedy. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>